This is Supernatural Breakthrough with Mike Signorelli every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a new episode drops. So the unseen realm, ancient wisdom, and your freedom awaits in this episode. Let's jump right in. All right, so today I'm gonna be taking you through a very extensive teaching about how to actually prophesy. This is going to be a hands-on, it's gonna be a workshop. It's more than just me giving you head knowledge. We're gonna get you locked in, activated, and speaking uh, and prophesying today. And so I wanna start by saying this. There, uh, there is a possibility that you could go from, I never heard about the prophetic, I don't know what prophecy is, or I was told that only special certain people could do it, to being activated, receiving that gift and using it literally all within this video, which is why you've gotta stay on the entire time. This could be the supernatural shift that you've been waiting for. I believe the supernatural realm is real, and I wanna show you how to uh, um, activate and how to operate in it. And so. So I want you to take notes. If you're normally not a note taker, you need to become one, right? Take notes, get ready to learn. The other thing is I'm gonna put my notes in the description of this video. So go into the description to check that out. So here's the thing, let's just start. Let's not waste any of your time. And I'm gonna go through this rapidly. So let's see if you can keep up with me. So number one is this, you need to create an atmosphere of love. Number one is this, create an atmosphere of love. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse one. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse one is the, the chapter of the Bible. It's quoted at weddings all the time, but it's about love, right? Love is patient, it's kind, it's gentle, right? Um, this is how love operates. This is how love activates. Matter of fact, would anybody be so kind as to put 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse one in the comments so that everybody else can see that. Go ahead and do that now because we have to create an atmosphere of love. You, we, you don't want to be the kind of, of prophet who prophesies outside of love. Why? Because God is love. For God so loved the world, he gave Jesus. So if you're wanting to be a prophet because you want to correct people, rebuke them, because you want to prophesy destruction, um, your motive is wrong. Matter of fact, God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus to die so that we could all be saved. And so here's the thing, and I'm going to go really deep today, and I want, I want to make sure that you're following me. It's like there was a man and his name was Jonah. And Jonah really was racist against the people of Nineveh. Like he didn't like them. They were a different culture. And so when he showed up to speak destruction and that God's going to destroy you because of the way that you're acting, there was a part of him that wanted to give that message so bad. But then when the people responded to the message with fasting and prayer and repentance and a change of heart, he was mad about that. Literally, he was mad about, he was upset and so the first thing, this is number one, for those of you guys who are taking notes, if you want to prophesy, you have to set an atmosphere of love because God is not going to give you the gift of prophecy if you don't love. Come on, some of you already, this is already the best teaching you've ever heard on prophecy. Come on, come, can you talk to me in the comments right now and let me know, set an atmosphere of love because God's going to challenge you. He's going to cause you to say hard words. He may use you to speak a hard word. He may use you to say something to somebody like, hey, destruction's up ahead. You, but, but here's the thing. Are you doing it in love because you want to see them change? Are you doing it in love because you want them to, vert, to divert tragedy? Or do you want them to go down? 
And there's a lot of people that want to operate in. Come on, y'all. Tell me you love me still today. Come on, throw a heart in the comments if you still love me. Because there's people who like you want to prophesy, but it's because you want to prophesy destruction. Okay. So number one is set an atmosphere of love. How do you do that? Forgive. Set an atmosphere of love through forgiveness. Forgive the people who hurt you. Forgive the people who abandon you. Forgive the pastors and the leaders and the people that have hurt you in the past because once you get that out of your heart, you can become more pure in your prophecy. Pure prophecy comes through pure hearts. Write that down in your notes. Somebody put it in the comments and tag me. Pure prophecy comes through a pure heart. A filthy heart full of unforgiveness, a filthy heart full of bitterness, a filthy heart full of rage and anger cannot prophesy purely. Pure hearts, pure prophecy. Man, this is so good. Are you getting something out of this? All right, here's the next one. Number two. Now, you're not going to like this. This is why I had to start with number one. Number two, if you're taking notes, prophesy under spiritual authority. Your scripture reference for that is Hebrews chapter 13, verse seven. So get involved in a local church and be under the authority of its leaders. Now, right now, I'll be honest with you. The numbers are going to go down. People are not going to want to hear my number three. They're not going to want to go deeper in this teaching because they hate the local church. They hate church leadership because they were abused by it. They were hurt by it. They were manipulated by it. But don't you know that the same thing that hurt and manipulated and abused you is the very same thing that can also bring healing and restoration? Let me give you an example. Maybe your first marriage ended in divorce. Maybe you were physically or emotionally abused in that marriage, but that doesn't mean that no one else, including you, should ever be married. See, marriage could actually hurt you and abuse you and break you down, but marriage is also the thing that you can, I've heard so many stories of saying, man, it was the second, come on, come on, I see you. It was the second marriage. There was something about them. It healed my heart. And so here's the thing. Jesus died for the local church. So let me just break this down for you. It's called the bride of Christ. For God so loved the world, he gave his son, Jesus. And then Jesus so loved that he gave you the bride of Christ. Come on, I told you I'm going there. So just because it hurts you doesn't mean it can't heal you. Now, you've got to find the right pastor. Because many of you went to churches and you sat under leadership that didn't believe in prophecy. They didn't believe in the gifts of the spirit. If you're attending a church, look at me in my eyes, or I'm going to take my glasses off for this one. Look at Papa Sigs now. I'm not talking as Pastor Mike. I'm talking as Papa Sigs. You don't have to go to my church. You don't have to go to my, but go to a church that believes in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Go to a church that believes in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to help you. If you go to one right now and they're like, oh, we don't believe in that. We don't do that. Just leave. Why? Because they're offending my best friend. Because they don't believe in my best friend and letting him have his way. My best friend's the Holy Spirit. He'll stick closer than a brother. He told me, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He, When I'm sleeping, he's awake. He's interceding and praying for me. He's constantly, come on. If you go to a church that doesn't let the Holy Spirit have his way, you're offending my best friend. And so attend online. If you can't physically get to a V1 church, attend online. That's why we have the systems we have online. But I want to tell you this. You don't have to go to my church, but I love you too much to let you stay at a dead, dry church 
Um, and, and, and I, okay, I got to, okay. So Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, get involved in your local church, be under the authority of its leaders and work together with them. Because sometimes you've been like, God, I want to prophesy. How do I prophesy? Give me this gift. And the Lord's like, I need you to get healed. I need you to go to a local church. I need you to be work with other leaders. I need you to submit to a pastor. I need because he knows that there you he knows that he wants to trust you with a greater degree of this gifting, but you have to work within team and you're afraid to work within team because you've always been hurt by team, but that doesn't mean that the right team doesn't exist. And it doesn't mean the right people uh, do not exist out there. Okay, number 3, write this down. Let me keep going. I know this teaching has been so good, but I wanted to pause for a second because I want to connect with you. Go to MikeSignorelli.com. Tell me your story. Check out all these resources I have available for you. And would you consider financially partnering? It's because people say, I'm going to join my finances with this podcast that we're able to reach so many people around the world. And I'll tell you this, we are good soil to sow into. So I'll see you at MikeSignorelli.com. And thank you so much for your financial gift. Okay, let's jump back in. Number three is this, in order to practice prophecy, in order to activate in the gift of prophecy, number three, go beyond your comfort zone. Go beyond your comfort zone. Okay, write this down in your notes. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. That's how you spell faith. R-I-S-K, risk, get outside your comfort zones. You will not prophesy and activate in the prophetic without taking risks. What does that mean? You're going to have to go up to people and say stuff. You're going to have to, you're going to have to go up to people and say things. You're just going to have to start talking. You're going to have to start speaking. You're going to have to start moving in that direction. And I want to tell you guys, I, I have a boldness from the Holy Spirit. We know that according to scripture, but I'll be honest with you. It's not easy for me. And I want to help you understand this. Right now I'm doing this. This is not easy. Teaching is hard. Ministering is hard. Speaking is hard. The fact that I do it four times a week, three times on Facebook and YouTube, and then, you know, in the local church, like, and I constantly pour, it's hard. This is the hardest thing I can do with my life because am I going to say the right thing? Am I, am I going to say something stupid? Are they going to click off and not listen? Or are they going to stay on and, and listen to the end and get everything that God has for them? Like, this is a risk. I'm taking a risk. Are people going to look at me and judge my appearance? They're going to judge my words. Are they going to say something that hurts me? Is, is um, You know what I mean? Are my kids going to look at the comments and see how mean people are to me and never want anything to do with church or God because they don't see a loving church. They see a criticizing, mean-hearted one. Like, you guys, this is a risk. And so number three, to practice prophecy, you have to step out of your comfort zone. Now, let me give you a little tool now. This is when we're going to start, you know, I'm going a little bit deeper and helping you guys get activated. One of the things that I do is when I go to prophesy, which could be just prophetic encouragement, prophetic edification, or it can be future telling like, hey, this is going to happen in your in your future. What I do is I, I tell people, hey, I might be wrong, but, or, hey, I'm getting ready to take a risk. Can I do that? 
So here's the problem. A lot of old school prophets, a lot of people who would prophesy years and years ago, they would, they would conjure it up. So they start shaking. They start, you know, um, speaking in tongues. And then they start, then all of a sudden the, the word of the Lord goes for, forth and they say, you know, and thus saith the Lord and thy and thee and thee. And they start speaking in King James English because that was the type of Bible that they had. And, you know, then all of a sudden the word comes out. Now that form of prophecy, I'm not even saying that that, that stuff was wrong. I'm just trying to say that's one way to prophesy. But see, the problem is you, that doesn't leave a lot of room for growth. And so I've had people, now this is kind of embarrassing. I've, I grew up in churches where that's how they prophesied. And it's like, and the Lord says this and thee and then this and thou and that. And in, there were times where it was God. It was God and it was powerful. And I cried and the church cried and the words came to pass and all that. But also there were times where they were dead up wrong and it was manipulative and it was controlling and they did and said th things that were going on in the local church to manipulate it. And they said, well, if I put thus saith the Lord on the end of it, it'll carry more authority. And that's when you get into the realm of Christian witchcraft, Christian manipulation. So the biggest thing I would tell you is as you're activating and you're going out beyond your comfort zone, you can use the phrase, hey, I'm about to say something to you and I don't know if it's God, but I just take it for maybe it's treasure, maybe it's trash, but the only way you'll know is if you discern it. And I would say that that honors the Holy Spirit more. Because when you look at the New Testament, it talks a lot about testing a voice. And so you have to test prophecy. You have to test a voice. So how do you do that? You, you know, number one, when you deliver it, you're saying, hey, I might be wrong. This might not be God, but I feel like there's a prophetic, you know, a word for you in this. But then the other side of it is actually, um, you know, as you receive the prophetic word saying, I'm going to write this down, I'm going to journal it, I'm going to date it, and then I'm going to test it. And, and how do you test it? You use scripture, you know, you say, well, it, does this align with the word of God? Then you use time as time begins to unfold. One of the things that helps me test prophecy is time. Time is a test. Time will tell. There's things that I would prophesy during the global pandemic, and I would say, this is going to begin to happen. The Lord is saying to me, this you're going to start to see this in the news. You're going to see this here and there. And as I was saying those things, some people believed me when I said them, and then some people believed me after they happened. And one of the reasons why I have grown in my ability to prophesy is because I, I delivered it in such a way and said, hey, I believe this strongly, but you're going to have to test it. And then it came to pass. And so time is the friend of a prophet. Write that down in your notes. Time is a friend of a prophet. Time will tell. Time will confirm. Time will legitimize. So as you grow in your ability to prophesy, time is the friend of a prophet. Okay, let's go a little bit deeper. Number four, this is 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 14 through 15. 1 Timothy chapter four, uh, chapter 4, verses 14 through 15. Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterance with the laying out of hands by the presbytery. Take pains with these things, be absorbed in them, so that your progress will be evident to all. So it says, laying on of hands, 
So here's the thing. This is, this is what I want to bring you back to. When you get into a good church under good leadership, there is the laying on of hands that becomes the transmission for spiritual gifts. You have this in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. That's why it's very important. Now, laying on of hands, does that have to happen in person? Pastor Mike, I live somewhere in the world and I'm thinking about shifting over to your church or a church like yours that believes in the gifts of the Spirit, you know, but I can't physically be there. Does that mean I can't have and receive spiritual gifts? Absolutely not. In the book of Acts, you actually see them sending handkerchiefs and as they came into contact with the handkerchief, uh, it actually says... Um, you know, it, it, it's like as as you re- they would have a physical point of contact with the handkerchief, they would receive healing and even deliverance from demons. And so, I believe that you can receive First Timothy chapter four, verse fourteen and fifteen through the internet through the physical transmission, through a phone, through hearing my voice now. I believe that I can pray at the end of this teaching that you would receive the gift of prophecy and you physically can receive it through the transmission of this video. Why? Because Acts 19, they couldn't physically get there, but they had handkerchiefs that they would send and as they touched that handkerchief. So I'm just gonna believe that you can get activated through this teaching and I will end this teaching by praying so that you can receive it through the presbytery that uh, we see in First uh, Timothy chapter four. Okay, so uh, here's the thing. Number four, do not neglect. Let's talk about neglect. It says, do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed through you. So how do you not neglect it? Prophesy when you wake up. Prophesy through your day. Practice words of knowledge. Practice team up with another person. Find somebody in your life and say, hey, can I prophesy to you and you prophesy to me? Find somebody in this community and say, hey, can we get together in the DMs and practice prophesying? Team up with them and expect words of knowledge for healing. Expect prophecy in a group setting. Prophetically intercede with each other. As you're beginning to pray, you say, I'm going to prophetically intercede. I'm going to think, Holy Spirit, how do I pray that something? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I couldn't know. Do you, you guys see what I'm talking about. So, you know, the way that you don't neglect the gift is you use it, you use it, you use it. And so you team up with people and you say, Hey, can I have your permission? I'm, I need prophecy with training wheels. And you know, listen, before you got your big boy underwear, you wear diapers because you had to practice getting your functions in order. Okay. And so you had to practice it. And so it's like, if you start off in diapers so that you don't, you know what, everywhere, and then you graduate to your big boy underwear, then you, then the prop prophetic is the same. Don't neglect the prophetic gift. You know, do find a safe way to prophesy, prophesy to a friend that's trusted, prophesy, team up with somebody and then graduate. Come on, graduate, put on those training wheels, put on those training diapers. That's okay. And the problem is we've made prophecy so holy. We've made it only certain people can speak King James English and thus saith the Lord that what we've done is we've perverted and distorted 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14 that says what? Don't neglect it. Okay, um, here's the thing. Uh, this, this is 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 19. The spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power and you will prophesy with them and you will be changed into a different person. 
Okay, so we always see prophecy happening within a group context, and that's okay. So, so prophesy with the group, find your people. Matter of fact, if you go to the Breakthrough Community, uh, BreakthroughTeaching.com, and this is really, really cool, I actually have a, uh, a chat group for prophets, and all the prophets are in that chat group, and you can meet people and prophesy within that as well. And so let's talk about activation for a little bit. I'm coming to an end now of this second part of the teaching on prophecy. I want to, before we do activation right now, I want to go back and talk about how do we practice. So number one, we create an atmosphere of love. Number two, we use spiritual authority. We're under them. They're helping us. They're they're rebuking us, correcting us. They're encouraging us. Yes, that was right. Do more of that. But we're under spiritual authority. Number three, we go beyond our comfort zones. So we're pushing ourselves. We're taking risk. We're, we're, we're being encouraged by others to go past our comfort zone. Number four, we do not neglect the spiritual gifts. We use it so we don't lose it. Okay. And then now after we got through the four, it's activation, it's activation. So here's what I want to do as we come into the end of this second part of the training. First Samuel chapter nine, verses 19 through 23. First Samuel chapter nine, verse 19 through 23, it says the spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power and you will prophesy with them and you will be changed into a different person. Now, I love the idea of the scripture says will not might. It doesn't say might. It says you will, you will. And then new covenant, we have the Acts chapter one, verse eight, new covenant, the Holy Spirit comes and it says, after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. Come on. And that power to be a witness of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to do this right now as we end this teaching. I want you to pray out loud with your mouth if you physically can. The words that I'm about to give you for activation And I want, this is going to be a powerful prayer. So what I want you to do is say it out loud as we end this teaching. This is part two. Go back and watch watch part one if you haven't already. But we're going to pray this activation out loud together. And as you say it, I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to give you the ability to prophesy and you are going to begin to activate and you're going to step into your next season. Come on, I'm getting excited right now. Is there anybody else getting excited with me? So come on, posture yourself, quiet yourself down right now. Let's focus. And I'm going to say this activation and I want you to say it with me now. Okay, are you ready? So get ready. So say this, repeat after me. I want communication from heaven in my life. I ask you, God, that you would open the unseen realm to me. Lord, please remove all fear from my heart. Fear of the unseen and fear of spiritual encounters. Lord, I want to receive all of your spiritual blessings that you have provided for me. I make myself available to many forms of communication from you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Now, let me just pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray right now that prophecy would be activated inside of them, that all fear would be removed now in the name of Jesus, and that as they open their mouth, you would fill it. As you, Father, I thank you that you are going to be faithful to move powerfully within the realm of prophecy in their life to prophesy to other people unashamedly in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the entire duration of this teaching. I cannot wait to share part three with you. And here's what it is. Open hands to receive, open mouth to speak. That's it. Come on. I cannot wait for you to see this next and final part, which is going to be part three. Well, we are coming to the end of yet another incredible time together every Monday, every Wednesday and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am posting a new podcast so that you can be equipped and learn and grow. And you know, if you got this far, you may want additional mentorship and you may want to connect with me on a deeper level, which is why I have the Breakthrough Community. If you visit MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com, you can become a monthly financial partner for $27 a month or $297 for the entire year. You can come into the Breakthrough Community. We do monthly Zooms. Yes, monthly Zooms. It's wild. People from all over the world are there, including prophetic seminars and teachings that literally are banned on other platforms. All of it's waiting for you, including a private Facebook group with all of the other Breakthrough Community members. So again, go to MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com and become a monthly partner. I can't wait to see you there and I will see you in the next podcast episode.